Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Hot Topics program coming to you today live from Novak Estate Agencies, the gateway to DY. And joining me as one of our directors, social selling experts, is Lisa Novak. Lisa, welcome back. Thanks, Lee. It's been six months since I did your first interview. Everyone was like, wow, she's getting all these appraisals every day from social media. She's selling all these properties. With anything, people think, oh, yeah, but that won't last. We'll see where it goes. And then I was just saying to you off air, I was over in London speaking, and I was speaking over there for Right Move, and we did the text back that if anyone text Lisa to 0429 272 009, it would send back your original interview. You became bigger than Kylie in London <laughs> over there, Lise, just so you know. Can't sing like her, though. <laughs> uh, well, that's all good. But today I want to check back in with you on social selling, and my first question is, what have you learned, and especially since when we started? And just for our listener that missed the first interview, you can go back to that from the text back of Lisa to 0429 272 009. But in that first interview, you exploded on the scene because you weren't from traditional real estate sales. Yes, you're in the industry, but you had an administration background. And it seems to me everybody was listing with Lisa Novak because you weren't that classic real estate agent. Where are you now with that? Even at that stage, Lee, I was a bit, I felt like I was throwing darts a little bit. I didn't quite know where this was going to go. Six months in, I know that this is definitely a real thing. The interesting thing was I didn't also know how it was going to ride the property waves. Right, so property cycles, as we know, um, go up and down. And I thought, I wonder if this is going to work in hard times and the good times as well. There's been no better test than what we are currently still going through at the moment, a pandemic. They're probably as hard as times are going to get. The actual strategy of the pre-market sale, dip your toes in the water, let's see where we go. There's no expense on your behalf. The expense is all with me has worked phenomenally well. Now, there's a huge attraction to that because the consumer feels you are researching, investigating price in an industry that's been a little bit, give me 10 grand and I'll start. So, especially for some of the areas where you're working, where these properties are you know, achieving good results, did that also attract some people there that aren't the right people that we need to be having coming through? In a, in a nutshell, no, not really. It's been a phenomenal listing tool, but it's also been phenomenal for the buyer as well because, again, they get the opportunity to be able to buy property before it effectively goes out to the market. Or to the portal. Or to the portal. You've built your own market. This is one of my little chats with you where I say people use the word off-market. It's been off-portal, but your own market is your own tribe following. Correct. So it's pre-portal. And again, so what's changed in that six-month period is that I actually have definition around certain things. And so you're quite right. When people say to me, oh, so it's off-market. No, it's definitely not off-market. It may not be on the biggest property portal in the country, but it does go on to the biggest portal in the world and that's called social media. So it's a pre-portal opportunity. Okay. Lisa, the results today from when you started, what's a good day of inbound appraisals for you? It's busy. It's really busy. It looks like anywhere between sort of five to seven. 
you know, that's, that's a pretty busy day. But it does generate now a lot of appraisals. Um, in fact, 90% of my appraisals are now generated as a result of social media. 90% of sales are now generated as a result of social media. Yeah, it's been quite phenomenal. And, and as I said, Lee, if we rewind six months ago, I didn't really know. I couldn't quite work out the flow of where this was going to go. That's because there's no one doing it like you. It's you, You're breaking ground that no one's had. There's no stats on this. No, there's no, oh, point one, post this, point two. And one thing I loved about that initial interview was it was raw and I was fascinated myself to say, well, where's this going to go? Is it sustainable? Because everyone's looking for that edge. But for anyone listening to this right now that's spent 10 hours on a phone getting smashed, cold calling, getting nowhere, five results a day is, it's like a week's work. To get that coming in a day, I don't want to take anything away from you here and this is my next question. You are putting a lot of effort to get that momentum. Social's your engine that's generating your opportunities. Take us through a typical day of Lisa. What does it look like? So it's not easy. The thing is with social media is people actually see that a property went up, property sold, and it looks like it was easy. There's actually a lot of work that's going in behind the scenes. It's about um, now about four to six hours a day of social media that's going into it. Um, it's a lot of phone calls, so a lot of people actually will call. They've seen something on social media or they saw something and told their friend and they'll call me. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot of inquiry coming through on my social media. So um, I can be generating about 100 buyer inquiries a day off those social media channels. So it's about getting back to these people instantly. They want an instant response. That's part of the magic here. It's a very, very busy day. And then, of course, there's the appraisals and then there's selling the properties as well. Uh, a lot of social media, though. Novak's a multimedia real estate company. They're not just traditional. The mastery of the digital sale that you have done probably was highlighted in you didn't really have to change the game plan when all this craziness started. You were digital already, whereas everybody else panicked and think, oh, no one's going to come to my open or I can't get through what are we going to do now? That's a big shift, but it was uh, definitely ahead of the curve in what you were doing. Did that attract more people to you because you were digital first? It made, what, what it did was it actually made the um, strategy around selling on social media a little bit easier because there's a lot of doors to get through. It's not quite as simple as I'll just do a video and I'll put it onto my Facebook and I'll get the property sold. It's not that simple. There's actually a lot of doors that you've got to get through. Um, there was a lot of things that we as a company worked out along the way and are still working out, but that has been massive. The fact that we were able to break through and make so much ground, um, that did actually make the catapult into the social media selling easier for me. I'm not a tech-savvy person by nature. Mark is. Mark, my husband, is. So, uh, you know, just trying to get through a lot of the a lot of the tech stuff can be tricky. You know, this is a, an interesting point. A lot of people ask me about Novak and they'll say, oh, they're doing all these things. How do they do it? They're hands-on. Uh, Mark's a hands-on leader. Uh, I know when I'm here, he sits in every session, be it PM or sales. He knows more about technology than I do and he's showing me stuff on an app and did you know? And I don't think you can just outsource this stuff. You've got to get hands-on to it, get lost in it, get some bruises. Let's go into that. Okay, so that's a really interesting question right there. 
because part of this, a huge part of this is the authenticity. And a lot of people will um, reach out to me and say, so Lisa, who does do all your social media? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at her. Uh, you know, a huge part of this is the fact that it is me that responds to you. It is me doing those videos. And like them or not, the authenticity, I think, is, um, you know, a great part of the success. How do you make that scalable? So this is the part that I'm really finding a little bit tricky at the moment. Because as I said, Lee, we reverse or we re rewind six months ago. I didn't anticipate that it would be this much work so quickly. So now I'm just trying to work out or we are trying to work out as a business, but I am as a sales agent selling a lot of stock on, on social media. Which parts of this can I potentially give away? It's a hard one, isn't it? Because... What's got you there is it is you. It's not a fake response. And it's not robotic. Correct. And then the volume comes in. And I like how you said, you know, who does all your social media? I do. I think it's like if I started a business, I'll go to the gymview.com.au. Everyone will join. Yeah. But you're not going to get the result out of that. Yeah. And for any of our listeners and watchers right now, get stuck in this yourself. You can't just palm it off to and no. somebody else should be doing this for me. Everyone is hands-on, but you are a real-time agent. And I want to explain that to our listener that today's professional immediacy is a word we use a lot now. I do want a response. And Lisa, you're responding at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night sometimes because you're committed to this. You're not going to say, oh, well, I'm off. I'm on. And you're going for this full-on. You are really Correct. putting yourself in. And I don't in. want to give that to a robot. And you'd be shocked how many people will, I will respond to them at 11 o'clock at night or at 5am, and people will say, is this really Lisa or is this a robot? Um, it really is me. And that's the part I don't want to give away. The bits that I will be giving away or that I can give away or that I am giving away right now is the actual data entering part of it. So I've set up really good WhatsApp groups. I've got a phenomenal assistant. I could not do any of this without him. How old is your leverage agent? I've got an assistant, Zach, and he is 21. And what does Zach do? Um, so Zach does all the admin-based stuff in a nutshell, all right? And then I also work with Michael. Michael's part of my team. Michael deals with a lot of my buyers. There's a lot of them. So he's in communications? Always. And he's, because without jumping the interview forward, you've had great success with time slots. Notice you've been doing that on online as well. Yes. Michael's communicating. Is he also social media, multimedia presenting? Is he following the same way? I have to laugh. No, he's no, he's definitely not. But that's okay. It doesn't really need two of us dancing around in that same domain on the same listing. You know, it'd be ideal. But again, just coming back to the fact that this is not easy. There's a reason why when I look back again six months ago to when we did this interview and I'm still sitting here six months later scratching my head saying, where are you all? Where's all the agents? I've been out there doing so much training and giving you guys the tips and tricks as to how you can do this yourself. I feel like I'm still up here dancing on the stage on my own. And there's a number of reasons why. The big one is, Lisa, anyone can get hold of the information. It's the courage and the activation. That never changes in life. It doesn't matter where you are, where you go. The doing part is where people struggle. Yeah. Everyone actually knows what to do. It's not when people say, I want to lose weight or I want to get fit. They don't need to go and Google that. Correct. But you do need to turn up. 
And I think turning up the way you have is, uh, and the results are amazing. And people, what's interesting about today's interview is, okay, six months ago, everyone doubted it. Yeah, what will happen? You know, she's the dolly girl walking down the pathway in a funny house and she's going to do all right, but let's see if she lasts. It's now quadrupled from that. This is really serious now of the results came in there. You've built a listing stream out of social. Everyone talks about a lead source. You've built a listing stream and that flow coming through has now got to be controlled in the way of how you filter that. 100%, and that doesn't concern me anymore. So early on I was like, okay, is this sustainable? Is this real? Could this be successful? Mostly for the people. I wasn't concerned about the success for me as an agent. Is this going to be successful for the people, for the vendors and for the buyers? Now I'm absolutely 100% convinced that, yes, it is. I know because I have the data now. It's just, again, about making it scalable. It's It's gotten to that capacity where, you know, there is so much inquiry that comes through. Um, and, of course, as an agent, there's only so many listings I can carry it at one time. And that's a great problem to have, it right? That's problem. every agent's dream. Um, but because it happens so fast, it's a matter of making sure that we get the strategies right. From the video walkthroughs and the speed of buyer inquiry that you get, what's been some of the big learns there that you could share with our listener that keep this in mind? Because you've had some, I remember there was one scene there, it's actually a property on Pitwater Road, that that particular address, people think that's Main Road, and you did the classic walk, I'm in the house, I'm going to walk out, see how far I've got to walk, I've got to go do the, and it's way off the road. So that I'll step you through seems to be a great example of what you're doing. But what else have you learned in the I'm talking to the camera about the property scenario? Tell the story. Give people the facts fast. Australian loves stories. Yep. Give them the facts and give them to them fast because people will not be annoyed at you for telling them the truth. And by that, I mean we're very good as an industry of dollying up a property, styling it, um, putting in virtual furniture, And that's all good and well to get the inquiry and then you arrive at the property and you're like, really? This doesn't look a single thing like what I saw there on on realestate.com. And you're quite right. That video that I did of that property that was on a main road, people were okay with it because I was standing out the front saying, do you know what, guys? This is a main road location, but I'm going to walk you into the front door. By the time we get to the front door, you're not even going to hear a car. It's got such a deep frontage here. I can't do that with a photograph, Lee. I can do that with video content. And the property sold fast because of that. People respected, again, that authenticity and that rawness of the video of me standing out. In fact, I didn't even take them into the property. I literally stood on Pitwater Road and walked them in to the front door. And I do that a lot. I talk to people about the things that they can't see on a video. People can't see how big a room size is. That's really important. That's a, that's a really We don't do that enough in our industry. I agree with you, and I think we're attracting a very different person to our industry now. Yeah. Now, you may or may not know it, Lisa, but there's a stack of brilliant young females following you now thinking, wow, are you allowed to be in real estate this way? I didn't think that was ever going to be allowed. So there's this whole new wave of great young females coming through the ranks thinking, I'm good on social. I don't mind having a chat and saying hello. It's not about the drone work or the Hollywood work. It is about chatting to people and that will never change in our industry yeah look don't don't get me wrong the hollywood what i call the hollywood style video there is a hundred percent a place for that it's not on social media 
okay? People respect the authenticity and the raw, still professional version of video on social media, but they want the facts fast. We have no attention span on social media. That Hollywood-style production video works really well on the property portals when we've effectively gone to market on those portals. That's where it works really well. People don't want to see a raw, authentic video attached to a realestate.com listing. Very good. What's been the go-wrongs? Give us the, uh, oh, my God, if I could change that again. Again, it's probably the video content sometimes that I'll get out. I don't watch a lot of it. No one really likes to see themselves on camera or even hearing their own voices. But occasionally I'll do those videos and think, oh, my God, that was actually the worst video I've ever done. And I'll tell people. I'll say, sorry, guys, I mean, I messed up, but we'll just keep going with it. Again, people appreciate the authenticity. It's relatable. It's super relatable. That and technology, um, I'm not great with technology at all. People ring me for technology advice. I'm like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't understand enough about technology, but I'm not passionate about it. And that's okay. You know, I always just bring it back to the fact that you don't actually need to be tech savvy to do this. And nor do you need a lot of technology. A lot of people get hung up on what devices do you use and, you know, I've bought this and I've bought that and I'm all ready to go. And it's kind of like, well, you sort of missed the boat already. Just yeah. pick up your iPhone. Don't, don't overthink things. But yeah, probably, I could probably know a little bit more about technology than what I do. Couldn't we all? And that's a great question for any of our listeners. What's on your learning menu? You know, we all need to be learning something that will progress us forward next and there's no shortage of tech out there, but you've got to pick the right tech. Let's go into the lounge room. How's the listing presentation changed for you now that you've got six months down the track? How's your warming of the conversation changed when you actually present now? Yeah, that's a really good question. So often, well, always, you've got to read the play of the vendor. So there's no point sitting opposite a vendor who doesn't like social media, and then I'm trying to discuss with them what my pre-market $0 marketing strategy looks like and I'm going to sell the house on Facebook, right? That's an unusual strategy in itself. Um, so it's really, I've gotten better at the explanation, much better at the explanation. Sometimes I won't even use the word social media. I'll just use the words pre-market. And so it's a whole different world and it's a different engagement of uh, viewers that I have and just sort of leave it at that. Um, before I'll actually launch out into, I'm going to get your property sold on Facebook. Because um, people still do find that quite unusual. That would have to be one of my biggest struggles, to be honest. So back then, when we interviewed last, I had nine case studies. Now I've got 50-odd. So there's a lot. So opposite part of this question for social, how much of your property is now still portal-based? Because I know some of the sales you're doing are stunning photography. The you know I like how you're playing it on a house-by-house house case. It's not just one thing suits all. Yep. What part of your work still in traditional, if you like? About 10% of my listings. So we're just coming out of a very interesting time now, just with the whole COVID situation. And um, what changed for me as an agent was really my vendor's circumstances. Some vendors were uh, going through their own trials and tribulations financially. And so it wasn't a matter of, Let's just get you onto social media. It's like, you know, it was a matter of let's just go all guns blazing. We need to get you onto property portals. We need to have you all over social media. We need to be using Novak database. Um, so that's really what changed there. 
Even so, I will still do the pre-list without them even realising because often while we're booking in a photographer who can't make it for three or four days and we're waiting on, you know, photos to come back, immediately I can get them up onto my social media. And isn't it amazing, like, to be a leader, and you've now become a leader of the area of real estate, you need followers. But it's amazing how followers make their choice of channel. Uh, I know myself, I know some brilliant Australian real estate trainers, but we have completely different customers and clients. Someone I'm looking after is totally different to the person they're looking after, and which is good. That's why you need different types of people. But you've definitely attracted the modern vendor, if you like. Explain that to us. Yeah, you know, they really come in all shapes and sizes, actually. If you said to me, what is the demographic of people that follow you? I would not be able to pinpoint it. I'm always surprised at the person that says to me, I follow you on Facebook. And I'm thinking, you do? You're my mum's age. You know, it's, it's quite interesting. It's so wide and varied. It's unbelievable. And again, I just simply can't pinpoint it. A lot of local people, but also a lot of international people. And that's been really interesting. So a lot of UK agents. And I get an incredible amount of real estate agents following me. And interestingly enough, Lee, a lot of other real estate agents will say to me, I don't know, Lisa, I don't think I'm ever going to make this work because all the people that follow me are already in the industry. Do you know my biggest referrer is a real estate agent from out of area? They're my biggest referrer of business. Well, you've built up a network of the multi-brand, haven't you? Yeah. It doesn't matter what colour of agency they are. Uh, You and I were chatting about this today in a meeting that People don't always refer brand to brand. You meant to and should do, I, I would imagine, but people refer peer to peer, person to person, and, oh, down in DY, ring Lisa Novak. So you've created a, a whole industry vertical through your social work, being on shows like this, that's also become another listing stream. I agree. But where would you find the person before? Where would you find the agent before? So if you're an agent selling a property for a client and you're in Piermont, And they said, listen, I've actually got an investment property on the Northern Beaches. Do you know anyone there? Mm. Again, that's been quite an interesting strategy. But it doesn't matter who's following you. You don't know where your business is going to come from. The other thing is, I think it's worthy to mention, one thing that I've really learned was I thought back then, again, rewinding to part one of this interview, that it was all about the followers and the likes and the comments. I now know that that's actually fake news. A lot of people get caught up on that, but I don't have anyone following me and uh, no one likes or comments anything. Neither did I. I still don't have a lot of followers. I think I've got about 3,000 followers on my Facebook page. It's not about that. It's to do with the engagement that you get of social media. That's a big thing. That's been a huge learning for me because even now I will occasionally get caught up in the trap and think, hang on a sec, no one's actually commented or liked anything on that property. I, I, I think maybe we need to do something more here. I like the uh, the term fake news. What's been the difference with LinkedIn to Facebook for you? Very different audiences. Very, very different audiences. LinkedIn is where business people do business. I know that if I have a message on LinkedIn, it's generally going to be a golden nugget. The people that interact with you there on LinkedIn are there to do business, whereas I get quite a few browsers on Instagram but Facebook still trumps them all. 
It's channels, isn't it? Like for me, it's the opposite. LinkedIn's so good because I'm business to business, whereas yeah. business to consumer, Facebook is so amazing. Whereas Facebook's amazing when children and grandchildren are showcased in your yeah. normal life. So you can see those. There is different channels. You've got to know how to play those channels. Final questions for you. Last time when we were on air, look straight down the barrel of camera. Don't even rehearse it. Just get it out there. See what comes from it. They were all great tips. And for those that took that activation and did that all good, knowing what you've learned now, what tips are you giving people today for those that do stuff, not the ones that just say, tell me the easy shortcut, forgetting that. But those that are like, no, okay, if you're getting this sort of appraisals a day, I want to be in on this stream, so that the listing stream of social, what tips would you give to them now based upon what you've learned of late? That consistency, it's so important. I want to give people a definition of what consistency looks like in the world of selling property on social media. It is about four to 15 times a day of posting. Wow. And that always floors people because people think you can overpost. People might suggest that I overpost. When I stopped listening to what people were saying about when you should post and how you should post and what time you should post and just started doing what really resonated with me, that's when I really started to see things change. And it could be that I overpost. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to this. I just now know what works. We don't see an ad on TV at 10 o'clock in the morning and then we never see it again for a week. We see it regularly. And it's the same thing with social media. If people don't want to see that content, they can just press the unfollow button. That's a big learning because everyone's saying, oh, maybe just once a day you'll hear. There is no pattern to that, but your consistency has been, I will be everywhere all time. You can't miss you. Everyone, you're popping up on everyone's feed. Everyone asks me about you. And it depends on the timing of the person. If I'm not looking to buy or sell right now, yeah, it's not important. But if I am, I can't afford to miss out on that channel because that's where the latest properties are coming available. What are you doing in like education-based marketing for the market about, you know, for consumer tips and things like that? Is that something you're doing or what are you doing there? So much of it. It's been huge. And look, particularly for us as a business, it's been huge. People have not been able to find and still can't find the information that they've wanted to find. And let's use COVID, the pandemic, as an example. In fact, Mark and I were having this conversation this morning with a cafe owner and said, isn't that great that you can have 10 people in here tomorrow? And he said, can I? I can't find the information anywhere. So if we relate that back to real estate, there has been so much confusion in our industry and there has been some absolute standouts um, in our industry as well during this time in terms of educating people. But information is really hard to find. And it's because we're completely overloaded with it. So when we're popping up on someone's social media feed, uh, particularly as a business, we're popping up on people's feed and we're giving them the good factual information that they want in bite-sized chunks, they're very appreciative for it. So instead of doing, you know, a 15 or 20-minute interview on um, what's going on in the real estate industry and is now a good time to buy or sell, just give people the fast facts. That's what they want. Yeah, snacks of information. That's it's it. Like, cool, got it, on to the next one. 100%, 100%. And believe it or not, as I said, we're information overloaded. I mean, you know, if you put in COVID-19 real estate, 
I feel sorry for you. Mm. I mean, you're going to be you're you're going to be drowning in information. People don't want that. Mm. Serve them up the bits and pieces that they want. That's that's what we're after these days. We have no attention span. And interesting, anyone can post anything, but a consistent poster must be true to their word and stand up for their channel. So people watch a certain news channel because they like that presenter or they like the way they phrase things and people don't watch other ones because of that presenter as well. So yeah. you are the star of your own show there where people are saying, I like the way you deliver the news, which is that direct to cut to the chase style. So you become very well known for that. One thing I did correct someone on the other day, they were asking me about yourself and they said, but, you know, Lisa's doing all these and they use that term off-market. And I said, yeah, it's not quite what you think there. Lisa's using a stage marketing approach to get the price right so that when it gets on the portal, it is priced correctly, whereas a lot of people go on the portal at the wrong price and it's not the portal's job to get the price right. The portal's job is to present it to the market in that range. But without staging it as you are and getting a, a great response from your social... When you go to Portal, it's price right. I think there's a big difference there in managing price to getting the result for the owner. If it gets to Portal, because a lot of these properties are actually selling before they've even gone to the property Portal. But yes, you're quite right. That you know, Looking around, Lee, I mean, I've been in sales now for just over two years, but there was a lot of things that I saw from the outside looking in before I actually jumped headfirst into sales. And I was looking around for a pre-market opportunity for vendors and couldn't find it. And I was perplexed at that. I thought, well, what do these vendors do that just want to dip their toes in and test the market? Because a lot of vendors want to do that right now. Yeah. They're nervous about where that property price could sit given everything that's going on in the world. And there was no real $0 marketing opportunity out there for these vendors. And I just could not believe that. There still really isn't industry-wide. You know, agents will say, no, no, we'll call our database. But that's our job. If we're not calling our database, you're not doing your job. I don't consider that a pre-market opportunity. You know, so this has been a great test of the waters for vendors. This is a great way for them to be able to sell. And it's been a very stress-free experience. All my vendors now, and there's been a lot of them, all report the same, how stress-free this approach was. Because there was no ticker tape parade. You know, there were no bells and whistles and big fancy open homes and auction campaigns. Not every vendor wants that. You know, I've spent some time with you today. And one thing I have observed is your mastery of the digital sale brings in digital control. You're controlling who gets in or out of the property, whereas traditionally it's open to anyone to see at any moment. This time has been very interesting of, 80 unannounced strangers can turn up to your house at 11.15 on a Saturday and wander through. That seems really bizarre now that no one would have even had this conversation six months ago, but the digital sale, the digital control is become an attraction for the people that want you to look after their property as you keep them out as well as in. Definitely. And also there's a real theme now with the buyers that I attract on these social media channels. These buyers have all been actively looking for some time they all know what they want. They've often been burned at auction, missed out on a property, and they're roaring and ready to go. So they're super qualified. So you're quite rightly, if I'm getting three or 13 people through a property, 
those numbers are of very, very qualified, ready-to-buy buyers. And I, I believe that's why I see the um, sale often happen quite quickly because these buyers are ready to go. They don't want to miss out again. Well, you know, it's a known fact of selling that if you're going to step into a negotiation, especially in the real estate sense, there's three key things you need to know. You need to know who they are, what they can spend, and when they need to buy. And I think you've got that control first versus you've turned up, I have no idea who you are, I don't know what you have to spend, and I don't know when you need to buy. So that's the out-of-control sale, and I think that's really where you're seeing that cut through. It's quite precise in what you do. And I think in real estate, completeness and accuracy has been missing, and this has really tightened that up, and it's a great story. So Lisa Novak, thank you for returning back to our Real Estate Hot Topics airwaves. We are going to check in with you again because this is an ongoing thing. Big thank you to all the people that have been re-attracted to real estate now due to this modern way of selling. You're having quite an influential push around the country as people think, oh, hang on a minute. Like I've had a lot of property managers say, oh, I never would have thought of sales, but I've been watching that Lisa Novak girl. She's amazing. And you've built your own following. There are people in a, a career of real estate. And also I feel like it's been a great platform, particularly during this pandemic. I mean, I almost feel as though it was built for something like this, um, where we were having to all of a sudden become our own videographers. Some agents had never even picked up their phone before to do a video of themselves. So yes, it's been quite an interesting model. I really look forward to seeing what our interview looks like in six more months, Lee. Can't wait. Lisa Novak, thank you for joining us. Thank you.